Hi, thank you for joining me. This is John Newby, John 2028 Apologetics and Lion of the Lamb podcast. Today's episode is I'm going to go over something called exegesis. I don't know the level of education that my fellow brothers and sisters listen to on my podcast, but just in case you are a layman and there's nothing wrong with that, we're all learning. We're going to go over the word exegesis. Okay, so in the the, uh, dictionary definition, and I agree with this, it says a critical explanation or interpretation of a text, especially of scripture. So here's an example. So if the scripture says that you will be born again, like through Christ you're born again. Now, how can we prove that when Jesus says that, he's not talking about reincarnation? Like if a Buddhist... Or somebody who believes in reincarnation or Wiccan, somebody like that. How do we know that Jesus is not referring to reincarnation? Well, that's because you compare it to other scripture. And we know that Jesus is speaking in hyperbole. He's speaking, um, you know, with words that carry weight and different meanings. And the scripture, of course, does this throughout all of it. It says God has wings. Jesus is a door. doesn't mean he has hinges. Stuff like that. He's the bread of life. He's not actually bread, but he does feed you. You understand the uh, you know the analogy. So, but that's how we would maybe prove to a new ager who reads the scripture and tries to twist God's word, or if a Buddhist was to read that scripture, that's how we defend that that's not what it means. And of course, that's not what it means. No. Um, Early church father believed that's what it meant, the, nor does the scripture teach that. The Old Testament and the New Testament is consistent that once you die, you go before the Creator and you're judged. And if you have the blood of Christ through His physical resurrection, then you're saved. Okay? Alright, so now we're going to go over exegete. We're going to exegesis some scripture here on what Jesus who Jesus calls the Holy Spirit. What is What does he call the Holy Spirit? And what do I mean by that is like, is there a divine title that he implies to the Holy Spirit? Well, of course there is. Because as you know, and if you've been listening to my podcast, I am absolutely, without a doubt, a Trinitarian. Okay? Which was is, is the original position, the orthodox position of the church. This has been the position of the church since Paul okay and that is my position and I believe it's biblical of course it's biblical so and I believe God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit three distinct persons one being of God or Yahweh alright but we can now we're gonna exegete some verses here that show Jesus calls the Holy Spirit God so turn with me to Matthew 12, 28. Matthew 12, 28, okay? All right, it says, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has already has already overtaken you. Okay, just hold on one second. All right? Now go to Luke 14, 18 through 19. ESV version, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is important. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news 
to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set the liberty of those who are oppressed. So the first two verses that we read from the from the Gospels, from Matthew and Luke, is that you know the Holy Spirit is working through Christ and with him as he's driving out demons and he's healing people like the blind and the sick. So now turn to Acts 10, 38. Acts 10:38, and we're actually going to get all three persons of Yahweh here as well and it reads and this is the ESV again how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit so that's God the Father Jesus the Son the Holy Spirit right there so let's start over again how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now go back again to Luke 4.18. This is how you exegete a text. Who was with him? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim. Okay, now go back again to Luke, or excuse me, Acts 10.38. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So who was with Christ when he was performing miracles, driving out demons, and healing the sick and the blind and all that? The Spirit of God, who's also called God. He literally called God right there. That's how you exegete a text. And we also see the Holy Spirit who was upon Christ as Christ did these miracles, okay? The Holy Spirit also falls upon Paul. And we are going to see where the Holy Spirit falls upon Paul and actually judges. Paul is, the Holy Spirit is upon Paul as Paul judges through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally falls upon him. Turn to the same book. Acts 13.9. So the same book. Book of Luke. Or excuse me. Luke, Luke wrote Acts. Just like Luke wrote 14. Or excuse me. 4.18. Which you just read a second ago. Where he went back and forth. It's the same author. So there's, there's that connection with it as well. Because Luke wrote Luke. And Luke wrote Acts. Alright, so Acts 13.9, let's start there. But Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You, son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you. And you, and who is, okay, so the Holy Spirit, he's on Paul, and Paul's speaking like this. And you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. And again, this is shortly after the same chapter, at 13.2, just right above it, where we see how the Holy Spirit also orchestrates the church. 
Let's start at 13, though, okay? Now there were in the church of Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who were called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menean, a lifelong friend of Herod, the truckyard, and Saul. So basically, they just listed a whole different hosposh of different people, different colors, different races, different backgrounds, because that's the power of the Holy Spirit, because we're all under the Christ, or under the body of Christ, correct? All right. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, so notice, while during worship and fasting, which are biblical, the Holy Spirit said, so, and it, you know, a force doesn't speak. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Set apart from set apart for me. So the Holy Spirit is making a command. While the church of Antioch, full of a whole new group of guys, and they're worshiping and fasting, then the Holy Spirit says, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have. That Greek word is echo. I, that's singular, I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is using singular verbs. He is speaking. He is commanding the church and telling them what to do. This is the Holy Spirit. This is, this is God. This is the triune nature of God. This is the, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit speaking and commanding the church. Jesus calls him God because that's who was with him as he performed miracles, healed the sick, and casted out demons. As you read in Matthew, as you read in Luke, and that's who was with him. God was with him. Thank you for listening. God bless you in Jesus' name.